the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For coverage maps, these. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, invested in more. Hmm. Live show dedicated to getting you retirement. Keep in mind that we're all different. So doing a live show talking about retirement issues and business stories, sometimes it's not going to apply to you in particular. I'll do my best. We'll talk about the future uh, trends in particular. Star Wars has an Instagram account. And I know you're saying Instagram. I'm not up to speed with this so-called Instagram. Well, it's a picture-sharing service that uh, continues to grow nicely. Now, the first picture on the Star Wars Instagram account is awesome. It's Darth Vader taking a selfie. You can't get better than that. There's stories coming out now, and it's um, at Star Wars is the official home of Star Wars on Instagram. It's already got 7,000 followers, and the first picture of Darth Vader is going to be, you know, obviously pushed again and again and again and again. Because who doesn't like an evil Sith Lord? I know I do. Um, so, selfie is Oxford Dictionary's 2013 word of the year. It is when you take your smartphone and take a picture of yourself. I think we all kind of have the concept, but for Darth Vader to do it, love it. <laughs> I mean, you seriously have to love it. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about even if somehow it's a fake photo, still have to love it. Um, automakers. I know you're saying that's a rough transition. Beep, beep, toot, toot, yeah. November U.S. vehicle sales are rocking. That's a good sign. I know you're saying, but Rob, America has too much debt, and people are now starting to take out seven-year loans to pay for their cars that probably won't last six years. People get into car wrecks, people ding them up, people forget to change the oil. So it's not perfect what I'm talking about in any way, shape, or form. But the big three automakers you know, show some confidence in the U.S. economy. So they released their November sales that were strong. Chrysler announced sales jumped 16% to 142,000 units. As we're looking for a gain of 11%. GM said sales increased by 13.7%. Expectations were 13.5%. Ford said sales climbed 7.1%. Expectations was for 5.6%. I blame it on Ron Burgundy and the uh, Dodge Durango commercials making cars sexy again. People know where He talks to the horse and says, you're just one horsepower, and this is 360 horsepowers. Um, it's a little bit of the end of the year. A little bit of, we have a really old sales fleet in the United States. Um, our cars are old. Our cars that are on the road are old. 
So motor vehicle sales likely surged to summer highs in November. Consumers who probably balked at making such a major purchase during October's budget showdown. Uh, they returned to the dealer showrooms. Now, again, if we had a weak October and you're seeing you know sales up 16% in November, the trend isn't that great. But really, the number that we're looking at this point in time is that numbers like this create us to create a pace of over 16 million units sold per year. I think at our height, I want to say it was 17 million plus. Our low, about 14 million plus. Uh, long story short, you want a healthy housing market. You want a healthy stock market. You want a healthy auto market. You want, you know, a slow poise. You don't want, like, this is the best year in 15 years. We're on pace to have the best year in 15 years. And that takes us back to the go-go, you know, craziness of the dot-com era. And that's not good, because we know that how that ended. Dow component Pfizer drag on the Dow today. It was removed from the conviction buy list over at Goldman Sachs. I'm a fan of Pfizer. I'm not like a unapologetic fan for Pfizer. I, I understand their flaws. Uh, the growth of the uh, drug sector, it's not as cutting edge as it used to be. So we have to kind of expect that. Taking a look at Pfizer, Pfizer fabricates pharmaceuticals. Uh, $31.52. I like the 3% dividend yield. For old fuddy-duddies, I like the dividend yield. For young, hot, sexy things, it's not that it's not that in a bucket of chicken. Although when you take a look at the last five years, it's gone from $14 a share to $32 a share. Not too shabby. With a 3% dividend to boot. Boot. I like saying boot. Reminds me of my Canadian friends north of the border who are oot in a boot. Tesla's getting some ratings. Love Morgan Stanley named it their top pick. <laughs> oh, why didn't you tell me that when it was $30 a share? Huh? Huh? Um, but yeah, it's pulled back from its all-time high of 194. It went, you know, back down to 120-ish. It played in that area. I told you it was going to find a lot of support in between 120 and 140, and it did. So today it's trading up 15 bucks to $12.35. Uh, no, no, it's up $15.14 to $139.40, up 12.1%. Wow. A little less optimistic about 2014 than 2013, in large part because of the great run that we've had. This year, 26%. That's pretty good. You know, next year, if we get 5 to 6%, I'll take those two years put together. I'll start with lower expectations, a significantly lower expected return compared with the past two years, another year of relatively muted earnings per share growth. It's going to be about 5.5%. Price multiples will remain relatively flat. If price multiples expand to 20%, it's going to be a huge, glorious couple more years. Uh, if you go to 20 times uh, SP500 earnings, we're currently at 16.4-ish. You know, four or five years ago, we got down to 12 times earnings. One was too low. One would be too high. So we're on the upper middle end, I would say, at this point in time. Trends in productivity, labor costs, profit margins suggest that, you know, earnings per share growth, it's going to be difficult to achieve. Share buybacks could certainly help. So... We're entering 2014 cautiously optimistic, um, but with muted expectations versus 
the obvious no-brainer markets that we've been in for the last year, year and a half. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Apple's in the news today. Uh, it appears that there is a province in China, and I can't pronounce it, that is placing orders for iPhone. And it's tied towards China Mobile. And China Mobile hasn't really been placing orders with the iPhone. They haven't made that final deal yet. Long story short, a rich, wealthy province ordering Apple products on the biggest carrier in the world would obviously help that stock. So Apple's trading up 10 bucks today, $561 a share. It's $561 a share. Um, helping the overall feel of the markets. The S&P 500 is only down 3. The Dow is down 53. The Nasdaq's up 1. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up tomorrow night. It's free. It's entertaining. It's at a brewery. Stillhead Brewery. Good chance for you to come out and say hello. I'm collecting old cell phones. Uh, if you want, that would be great. Uh, informal happy hour event. If you can bring an old smartphone... I'll collect it, I'll wipe it, I'll get you the tax write-off on it. Bring a copy of your portfolio, I'll review it. If you want to talk stocks, if you just want to stop by and say hello, 3 to 5.30 tomorrow, still at Brewery in Burlingame, California. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Actually causing 075. A third day of losses for stocks following the latest record for the S&P. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. A lot of people don't like billionaires because, well, they're billionaires. Here's another reason not to like billionaires. Model Miranda Kerr split from her husband Orlando Bloom just a month ago, and Victoria's Secret Beauty has already been moved on to Australian billionaire businessman James Packer. He's got teeth that look like chiclets. But she doesn't care. Anyhow, and anyway, let's squeeze in a phone call. 800-516-1220. Pina and Los Altos. Pina? Yes, um, since, uh, good morning, Rob. And since you're the token mayor of San Carlos, I wanted to ask you, um, with the proposed um, large hotel conference centers that are going to be building on the east side of San Carlos, Belmont, how do you feel about that? Since, from what I understand, in growing game, that's a large percentage of their crime is from the hotels. And that, what do you? How do you feel about the hotel development, and what do you think that's going to do to housing prices in the area? I don't think it does anything to housing prices in the area, but I do think you're bringing in, you know, a good question on development. And thanks for the call. Um, you know, my personal opinion is that. I like to see my payrolls diverse. I like to see my general fund a little bit more diversified. And that's something that will be able to happen from this. So San Carlos building, basically the city is deciding that there's 17 building, there's 17 businesses. They're going to move with the businesses. They're going to kind of do that internet, uh, eminent domain thing. 
So I'm not the token mayor of St. Carlos in any way, shape, or form. I've often joked that I'm going to run for mayor one day. The problem is you don't run for mayor. You have to be on city council and be appointed. Um, but city planners have recommended that the council approve the purchase of three big parcels. I think there's four big parcels, and there's not a lot of land on the peninsula. And it's going to be sold off to – it's going to be owned by the city, and then it's going to be sold off to a hotel developer, uh, 200 rooms. It's a nice way of, like I said, getting the general fund revenue a little bit more diversified. Uh, obviously, you have a huge opportunity there in that um, you know, Oracle and uh, Electronic Arts. There's so many really close businesses that would obviously benefit from use of the, a hotel. Um, in and out Burger, you may know where it is. It's going to be just north of that. It's going to create some employment. It's going to create some economic sustainability of the city. Um, I'm not spooked about crime coming in. Um, I think the city can be a placeholder to have control on the property. I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Um, yesterday, I did a story about Missouri and how an airport brings in so much business to Missouri. And you're like, what's in Missouri? And it's like, exactly. There's some things that you can build publicly that help, and there's some things that you can build that doesn't. I'm saddened by it from the fact that this big building is taking away some of the views of the hills. And uh, anytime I go back to the East Coast, I miss the hills of California. And it doesn't make any sense until you leave California and you miss those hills of what I'm talking about. But thanks for that. Anyway, <laughs> you get the idea. I don't have the right answer on this one. So the 17 tenants that occupy three properties that are currently there, relocation costs should not exceed $400,000. Uh, Peninsula has very little land left, and uh, that's where I'm going to leave it at. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. This was kind of interesting. I saw, you know, out in the news, There's you can own publicly traded gun companies. Like, seriously, you can own fast food restaurants. And when I say the word own, I mean own. When you own a share of a company, you become an owner of the company. You're entitled to the profits. You're entitled to your share of the profits. Gunmakers Smith & Wesson and Sturm Ruger, they're boosting firearm sales by building weapons that are more accurate and easier to use. Patents on guns are at a 35-year high. Demand is growing in more states as the rate to carry concealed weapons um, grows statewide. Mass shootings at public venues like schools and movie theaters. Lawmakers are too afraid to, to limit. They're just too afraid to deal with anything that is in the Constitution. So ownership is rising amongst women and the elderly in the United States. Manufacturers are competing for sales with improvements such as magazines that increase the bullet's accuracy. But listen to this one. One of the patents that I saw out there, voice command shooting. <laughs> Are you kidding? There's a gun rest that could attach to a hunter's leg and a pistol holder for the next to the bed. Patents, patents, patents. And they're not all just tied towards uh, the gun themselves, like I said. President Barack Obama and some state legislators have tried gun control measures following shootings, including deaths of school children. Um, I don't know. Voice activated. I'm starting to get a little freaked out. Some patent fights. We get it. 
we get why Apple and you know Apple and says Samsung ch- stole their idea of pinching the phone to get closer into a picture. You and I are like, isn't that just like general common use? Is that just should all cameras have that? Nope. Patent fights are huge. During the peak gun buying frenzy in early 2013, i.e. shortly after the Newton Massacre, customers were piling shopping carts high as if a hurricane were coming with assault rifles and with ammo. I don't know about you, but that's the one thing the rich, you know, I started this segment with uh, the billionaire dating Miranda Kerr, the Victoria's Secret model or the ex-Victoria's Secret model. Um, that's what the billionaire should fear, is that people arm themselves so, and try to overthrow the rich. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We have end of the year. We have an up 26% S&P 500. It's struggling a little bit in the month of December so far. Not to the point that it's traumatic, but to the point that it feels like digestion. GM car sales up 13.7% in November. That's positive. Ford shares are slipping a little bit, even though they reported a 7% rise in U.S. vehicle sales for November. Annual sales rate for the industry is right around 15.9 million, almost 16 million. Apple bought a company that does some... Twitter analytics. That's interesting. Apple doesn't really have that much of an exposure, that much of a play in social. They need it. Black Friday weekend traffic drops. Sales up 1%. What's interesting to note about that is I don't like going to malls anymore. Quite honestly, I don't feel safe in a mall. I think there's too many crazy, stupid young kids out there. I think there's too many crazy, stupid people. So I do a lot of shopping online, and it's not because I'm afraid, but it's in that area. So I'd rather not go to a mall. So I don't know if these Black Friday numbers are as important anymore. Hey, don't forget I'm going to be tomorrow at the Steelhead Brewery in Burlingame, California. Coming out, say hello. You can bring an old cell phone, donate it to Cherry. That'd be great. Uh, Steelhead Brewery tomorrow from 3 to 5.30. It was Rob Black, your money. Rob Black. the winners and losers on Wall Street, visit Rob Black's Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in there. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, how was your Thanksgiving? Hi, Rob. It was very nice. Thank you very much. You enjoy a little downtime, getting away from the markets, and uh, markets can, can be kind of tense, and we kind of need our downtime, right? I uh, absolutely do, um, and uh, usually uh, by my own rule, when I 
get away from vacation, I, I, I purposely don't really look at the markets. <laughs> um, so it does take a, a day or so to get back into the to the vibe, if you will. But um, I think it's good for the uh, for one's perspective, and um, and you come back recharged and uh, maybe looking at things with a fresh set of eyes. So, um, but uh, yeah, I didn't. I honestly didn't uh, didn't follow them too closely while I was gone. So as chief market analyst, are you looking at December as a little digestion from a great year, or are you looking at December as the beginning of the end, the end of the bull market? Right. Well, I guess there's a there's a stock answer, right, That uh, and no pun intended there, but there's a stock sure. answer that um, you probably, t- talking to any market analyst, you could have gotten all year long, because we've all been saying the same thing all year long, and, and it's this, is that the market's due for a pullback, right? right. And we don't get one. <laughs> um, so... Uh, so as you look at the month of December here, and you recognize that the S&P 500 is up eight straight weeks, it's up 10% in the last three months, um, you know, almost uh, what we gained all of last year, uh, right? So we're up 13% in 2012, we're up 10% just the last three months. So intuitively, you would think that, yes, you know, you're due for some, um, some, uh, some type of pullback here. Now, the thing December has going for it, of course, is historically the best month on record for the S&P 500. Uh, Stock Traders Almanac tells us that the average gain since 1950 has been 1.7%. So you have history on the side here, uh, and oftentimes you, you see December kind of, you know, basically follow the trend that's been leading it to that point, and we've obviously had a very strong upward bias. So I think, you know, what you ideally, what you could probably see here in the very near term is that you get some, some digestion as you uh, talk about uh, a little bit of a pullback, but then, uh, you know, a nice move into year-end, assuming assuming that the market doesn't flip out over any idea that the Fed might be tapering at its December meeting. It's interesting that you bring that up because that seems to be one of the four or five things that we're looking at that would cause the market to basically become go against us mm-hmm. is the Fed tapering, maybe a little government shutdown, maybe uh, China looks good, Europe looks good. Like uh, We have very few things that could go wrong. Wait, no, no, I'm not going to say that could go wrong. We're not looking, maybe it's the unexpected here, but the things that we're expecting to watch, the they seem pretty controllable at this point. Um, go ahead. Yeah, you know, well, it's interesting you say that, Rob, because, you know, as I'm starting to work on a, a new market view update, uh, it'll be published on briefing.com in the next couple of weeks. And as I've taken a step back here and thought about things, you know, coming into 2013, um, there was this prevailing presumption that a whole lot can go wrong, right, in 2013. And really none of it did. And now what you have going into 2014 is this prevailing presumption that nothing can go wrong, right? Because you've built up this sense of invincibility in the face of a government shutdown, um, you know, the fear of tapering that that kicked in in May. uh, And, you know, and we have run right through it. So uh, it has... In my mind, it's it's um, developed a, a strong sense of complacency here that you know leaves the market ripe for a material setback if things don't go you know as people are expecting. And right now, that assumption is that with the Fed by the market side, nothing can go wrong. And so, what you're leading up to here is a potential 
uh, inflection point where the Fed starts to signal that, yeah, we're by your side, but we're just not by it as strongly as we used to be. And that could create some problems here as the market sort of, you know, sorts through this new reality. It's not that it couldn't get back on track in due course, but I think the initial, you know, shock of that um, uh, development could could create some problems in the near term for the market. One of the things that I tend to do, uh, Mr. O'Hare, is I tend to overgeneralize. And I know that because I'm doing a radio and TV show tied towards all sorts of viewers and listeners. Um, one of my thoughts is that, you know, the S&P 500 trades at roughly 16 times earnings. Historically, we go between 12 and 20. So if we get back up to that 20, certainly would mark a top. That would be our selling point. Um, do we have do we have the legs to get to 20 times earnings, or will this market just be way too tired by then? Well, I think it, a lot will be dictated by the path of uh, interest rates. You know, as, as we market strategists talk about, you know, historical, you know, valuations and things like that. You know, one of the points that does get glossed over here is we hear all of this talk about the market being a bubble and how it's trading at a premium to, you know, 10-year historical averages. And, um, is that interest rates uh, on the flip side are well below their historical average, and so is inflation. You know, and those are important factors that would suggest there is continued room for multiple expansion in here. So if you get that spike in interest rates and uh, people start quickly readjusting those um, uh, assumptions for earnings prospects, um, you know, then you can you could see a more problematic market here. But um, the, the path of interest rates right now, uh, it's, uh, it, it's been manageable, right? But we did see in May and, uh, you know, part of the summer here, really, you did start to see some of the effects of those rising interest rates start to hit housing. Uh, and uh, and even though you could get an upward adjustment in rates based on the notion that the economy is improving, um, it's still going to take away from, uh, you know, it's still going to act as a headwind, if you will, on some of the underlying economic activity, particularly as it relates to uh, what we think uh, housing demand. So, and that would be an important uh, component as we look at 2014 and the potential that you see, uh, you know, the economy perhaps not doing as well as a lot of people are or seem to be projecting right now. I'm speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, talking about the markets. Um, what are you working on right now that is of note to us that, like today I saw auto numbers really much better than expected. And to me, that's of note. That's worthy of, of saying, I think that's a good statistic to, to take an eyeball at because it's a big part of our economy. Anything that you're working on that needs to be addressed? Right. Well, um, you know, one of the items that I've, I've brought to our readers' attention recently is uh, is the idea of tax loss selling. Uh, in other words, um, it, this time of year tends to be popular for um, investors to sort of try to offset the impact of capital gains taxes that they, you know, might be paying by selling stocks that they own. Uh, at a price lower than where they bought them, and they can use some of those losses to help offset the capital gains tax. And 
And generally, that selling can occur at any time of the year, of course, but oftentimes investors are driven by this belief that you know a downtrodden stock is going to bounce back, and they delay those decisions until late in the year. So it's not unusual to see some of the biggest losers of the year get hit again uh, in the month of December. Uh, as those tax as that tax loss selling comes into play, uh, but if there's a silver lining in this, there's also an, uh, an idea that once that tax loss selling hits, it's it's often viewed by traders as a a bottoming sign, if you will, that sets up the stock for some nice near-term appreciation. No guarantee that any or all stocks will will get a bounce on that, but it's just one of those tradable ideas here that seems to hold some sway here at year end. So that's one thing uh, I've been working on. As I mentioned earlier, I'm starting to flush out the market viewpoint for 2014, and, and we'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks. And then finally this week, I uh, cannot overlook the employment report for November on Friday, which will uh, speak directly to what we've talked about today, and it's the market's perspective on what that will mean for the Fed's uh, tapering timeline. So obviously a very important uh, data point to watch here at the end of the week. Speaking with Patrick Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, one of the things you brought up was tax loss selling. Um, in theory, should we be overweighting uh, industrials, or not industrials, but materials, because they've had such a raunchy bad year, or we not make such a general statement? Well, you know, one of the ideas that I think is going to start to resonate in 2014, it will be more of a stock picker's market than just something that's, you know, this this broad sweep where you just buy the index and let it ride. Um, there are some material stocks that have been very beaten up, as you mentioned, but, you know, our concern is that with uh, the slowdown we're seeing in the emerging markets, uh, the slower growth that we're seeing in China, and the prospect of interest rates going up in the U.S., uh, that's going to continue to, to hold down those emerging markets, and we think uh, also hold down the uh, demand for commodities that could uh, certainly weigh on the earnings prospects for a number of materials companies. So, um, so I'm not willing to you know make that generalization that you just buy the material sector and you know and and say good you know good night. Um, I think it really will be a, a pretty stock specific type of uh, picking uh, method that uh, you know will uh, that will be borne out uh, in 2014. Thanks very much. Thank you, Rob. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, Independent Live Market Analysis, U.S. and International Equity Markets. He writes a piece called Page One in the Morning. It's a must-read. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I always like playing a game called toupee or not toupee. Sony has filed a patent for a smart wig, and that upsets me. Um, obviously, a smart wig could help blind people navigate without extra assistance. 
it could come in handy for the gaming industry with virtual reality. Wearable technology, it's starting to become a hot trend. Glasses, watches, wigs. Wigs? It won't be on store shelves anytime soon, but it's a concept that's out there. Just letting you know, that's a courtesy from my family to your family. Smart wigs. Hmm. 800-519-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-519-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, SP 500 down two, the Dow down 57, the Nasdaq down fractions. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, I recently got an email that I want to share with you. It said, I was recently laid off from work. My husband works full time. We want to save money by doing our own taxes. Can you give me a heads up on what information I need so that we can do our own taxes instead of giving our financial advisor $250 for our taxes? <laughs> $250. Really, to have somebody do your taxes is not that much these days. Right. So that's that's one thing. And, and realize that one of the advantages of paying somebody else to do your taxes is that if you are audited, it's not you sitting in the room with the IRS. Part of that CPA or enrolled agent's duty is to be there if you're audited to defend what was on the tax return. Okay. They're going to be much better at it than you. So, you know, with that said, with things like TurboTax, it has gotten a lot easier to, ha- to do your own taxes because one of the hardest things is your tax situation becomes more complicated when you invest because you have things like dividends and interest that get reported. Right. And then when you sell something, there's the cost basis issues, and a lot of people didn't know how to report that. Well, laws have changed. We're now going forward, brokerage firms with funds that were with anything that was purchased past I think it was 2012 they have to report the cost basis right there on the 1099 which makes it easier for you to get it right into your tax software Good. and most brokerage firms can actually link to your tax software um, and download all those transactions to fill out your schedule D and things like that so it is easier to do it on your own but again you've got to say is 250 bucks or which is fairly cheap to do your tax return is is uh, is that worth being able to say I don't have to sit there if I am audited I think it, another component we have to talk about is it's just how complex the tax scenario is. Uh, rental properties out of state, um, businesses out of state, K-1 filings. This is just simple income. If her husband works at IBM and has a W-2, and that's all they have. IRS has a free um, 1040. Yeah, you can, can do that online very simply. A lot of stuff that's free out there. Right. Um, you know, Just Google free tax preparation. Try to find a site that's legitimate, like the IRS.gov, and not like something.com from New Zealand. Like you're not you're <laughs> you're looking not to like get it free like in a wacky way. You're looking to get it free in a cheap way if you have a simple tax return. Right, and yeah, if you do start investing out of state, you've got other states' tax returns to file. If you're doing real estate or you have several properties, you're probably going to want to do an LLC out of Delaware or Nevada, for example. Um, and also, as as the world of investing grows, more money is going to be required to be overseas and in, in international funds. Um, younger people, in my opinion, should have 20% or more, at least in international exposure, minimum. One well, of the areas that I see some investors get in over their head is limited partnerships. Right. Well, like, and, and then on the well, even on the international side, yeah. when you're in funds or stocks, foreign taxes end up being withheld on certain dividend payments and things like that, and you get credits back. Uh, and that, those types of things show up on the 1099. The average person doesn't know where to look for that. So, um, and yeah, if people invest in in things that are called master limited partnerships that are just stocks that trade on the exchange. 
Um, and what they do is transport oil or natural gas. They pay a nice big fat dividend. However, they issue a K-1, which typically comes after you your taxes are due, and they come in May a lot of times. Which is nuts. Yeah. And if you invest in too many of those and say inside your IRA, it can cause your IRA to be taxable. So those types of things catch investors off guard, especially now that they're hunting for a yield. You mentioned that $250. I'm speaking with CFP Chad Burton from New Focus Financial. You mentioned that um, doing your own taxes for $250, having a, a guy do your taxes for $250 is cheap. What does a CPA typically make for doing taxes? Well, it's typically more than that. I yeah. mean, it's it's tough. That. Most CPAs now are... I think are, are really just they they want to take the higher net worth and the small business owners because of the competition from things like TurboTax, which makes sense because as a business owner you don't want to be spending your time bookkeeping, doing your taxes. Um, you want to hand that over. It's part of your job as a business owner to be able to outsource the things that you're not good at. That that anything that takes away the time of growing your business, you should be outsourcing to a CPA. Do you feel comfortable using a TurboTax, or do you feel comfortable telling some of our audience to use a TurboTax? Um, I definitely feel so comfortable in telling your audience, some of your audience, to use TurboTax. If it's just a W-2 situation, there's not a lot of investment income, um, things to worry about, especially if they're under 250000 and they're not dealing with the new taxes. Um, I have, I've had lots and lots of training in taxes. I still have a CPA do my return and my business's return. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. You could also drop him an email, chad at newfocusfinancial.com. You can drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. But again, CFP Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, taking a look at the markets, we have uh, some winners and some losers. We basically have a tired market, it looks like. S&P 500 is down 1, the Dow's down 57, the Nasdaq's up fractions. Um, there's some stories going out right now about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac ceasing to exist in the future. That would be a potential problem on housing prices. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. Find me tomorrow from 3 to 5.30. I'm going to be at the Stillhead Brewery. Bring your portfolio. Bring questions. Bring an old cell phone. Donate it to charity. That would be great. You get the tax write-off. I'll do the work for you. Find out more information at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. Whether it's a serious fall, fire danger, or other type of home emergency, Life Alert is there for you. The company with its slogan, Help, I've Fallen and I Can't Get Up, protects its members. Here are some of them. When you have a heart attack like I did and there's no one there, Life Alert was there for me. Having a secure feeling through Life Alert is ideal. My independence is possible because of it. Now, Life Alert can also protect you in a fire emergency with a system that automatically notifies our monitoring center. Thanks to Life Alert, you can live alone without ever being alone. With Life Alert protection, elderly people can avoid or delay going into a nursing facility. For a free brochure about Life Alert service, call now. 1-800-404-2454. That's 1-800-404-2454. Call Life Alert now for your free brochure at 1-800-404-2454.
Go ahead. Reward your office team. Plan your holiday party at City. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. So the top story is Apple's iPhone business is about to get its mojo back. A screen grab of an iPhone pre-order site from China Mobile in Suzhou, a city west of Shanghai, uh, shows the iPhone is going to be sold through China Mobile now, biggest cell phone operator network in the world. So that's obviously positive for Apple. Their stock's up 1.7% on news. Um, America's big three automakers had an awesome November. Ford, Chrysler, GM, all very strong numbers supporting a subset of our economy that's important. S&P 500 is down 2. Dow down 60. NASDAQ up fractions. Yesterday, the Dow Jones Industrial Average got some bad news and a downgrade tied towards valuation of 3M. Um, just one analyst's opinion, but it's taken in and, you know, boiled down to what we can out of it. Krispy Kreme donuts. Krispy Kreme. I know you're saying, man, those things are good. <laughs> Dough and a jacuzzi of grease. Love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Topped with sugar. And then topped with more sugar. Mm. Oh, nuts. Revenue is slightly short of expectations. The company gave fiscal 2015 guidance of 71 to 76 cents a share. Expectations were for 77 cents a share. They see international same stores will likely decline despite growth domestically. Krispy Kreme Donuts has said that they're going to come up with a new wireless strategy to go into Web 2.0. No, they didn't say that. Point being is that it's tough to reinvent when you make donuts and coffee. It's tough to really stimulate people. Yum Brands said they saw flat November sales in China. That's their biggest market. Yum Brands makes Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yum Brand makes Pizza Hut. Taco Bell. They got a couple other franchises, I think, if I remember correctly, like uh, A&W Root Beer and Long John Silver's, where crappy seafood is crappy seafood. So China accounts for more than 50% of Yum Brand's operating profits. Now, it's not lost on me that the Kentucky Derby is sponsored by Kentucky Fried Chicken Yum Brands, and that is upsetting. To start a horse race with a restaurant tie-in. But I guess it is what it is. So Yum Brands has had a real problem with uh, food quality and, and food chain and the health of food chain. It's pretty interesting stuff. If you listen to 
CEOs that deal with animal health, they're pretty distraught about the next horse issue, next bird issue, next cow issue, next Yo chicken issue. Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Um, so that's always going to be in the news. And that hurt Yum Brands aggressively when there was a, uh, whether it be a pork scare or a chicken scare in China. Apple bought a social analytics firm called Topsy for $200 million. They didn't tell us why they bought it. China Mobile taking pre-orders. That's big. J.P. Morgan, Chase, and Goldman Sachs. They're going to be able to proceed with their resubmitted capital plans after the Federal Reserve did not object to those plans. That's positive. I think you can make a case for those stocks in the next 10 years. CVS Caremark will pay $4.2 million to settle claims that it failed to reimburse Medicaid for prescription drug costs that should have been paid for by private health plans. Thor Industries! I'm Thor! Which shows you the power of Disney. they got both Thor in the theaters as well as Frozen. So kitties are seeing Frozen. Bad kitties and adults are seeing Thor. Apple already hit that story. Tesla, they said German regulators reviewed recent Model S fires in the United States and decided that no measures were necessary. U.S. regulator NHTSA is currently in the midst of its own probe of the fires. I'm not going to say Elon Musk was happy when Paul Walker's Porsche blew into flames, killing him. But, again, it points out that gasoline cars have a deadly fire trauma tied towards them. Oh, too soon. Too soon, Paul Walker. Rest in peace. I don't get the whole Paul Walker story as far as, like, uh, everyone in Hollywood's upset. BP won an appeals court decision as it seeks to avoid payment of certain 2010 Gulf oil spill claims that said it were not traceable to that event. Rulings at a lower court had erred in approving the payout formula for spill claims. Home prices, their gains are starting to slow a little bit. Prices up two-tenths of a percent in October from September. That's a level of normalty. House price appreciation slowed, as expected for the winter. That's positive. Uh, you don't want you you want Goldilocks. You don't want too hot. You don't want too cold. Star Wars. They have an Instagram account at Star Wars. There's a story out that a full-size Millennium Falcon has been made in London as they're starting filming on Episode Seven. A full-size Millennium Falcon. If that's not awesome, I don't know what is. In large part because it tells you that Disney's not going cheap. They're actually building expensive sets that look real. Now, again, Disney may take the full-size Millennium Falcon and put it in a theme park. Probably will at some point. But the Instagram account at Star Wars has 7,000 followers. It'll be up to probably 100,000 by the end of the week. Because... On the Instagram account where you can post pictures, uh, there is Darth Vader doing a selfie. It's so wrong, it's so right. Hopefully it's not faked. The account's not faked. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 
516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, I, I think the Instagram angle that I wanted to take with Star Wars is advertising's taken a totally different turn. And the companies that grasp social media are uh, standing in a lot. Look at what Star Wars has done. Two stories. Two stories in just a couple days. A full-size Millennium Falcon and a selfie by Darth Vader. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Even if it's not from the film, but it is their account, that'll be regarded as fun and getting people worked up into a frenzy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Got a couple emails. Rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Um, guy named Robert says, long-time listener. Live in the same city as you do. Like your humor, your financial advice, sound market analysis. You're kind of contradicting yourself a little lately when you talk about wealth accumulation. Listeners should be fully invested, but that a pullback or correction represents a great buying opportunity. Something to revel in, not cry about. If you're fully invested, how can you buy in when the market dips? You can always have a cash position. You can always turn some of your defensive positions into growth positions. You can always turn your growth positions into defensive positions. Uh, I don't think I'm contradictory. It's just, again, it's not the easiest thing to do a show for everyone at all times. Going to be in Burlingame Steelhead Brewery tomorrow. Learn more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. AM 1220 KDOW Traffic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.